0: You're now tuned into the Fully Booked Podcast with Mace, French and
1: Pox. Enjoy the
0: listen.
1: Uh, Welcome to another edition of Fully Booked Meets, myself Mace. Myself French and myself Andrew. And we're joined today by a very special guest, goes by the name of Swift George. So we're just going to clap you in, Swift. Thanks for joining us. Thank you, guys. I just want to say thanks for joining us. I mean, one of the reasons that I kind of petitioned to the boys to get you on was because we're currently, we're about to review a book called Dope Black Boy to Rich Black Man, which will, I mean, release, we release episodes, essentially, or seasons on books we read. But whilst reading this book, it kind of reminded me of you and the story that you've kind of half told me when we've had brief meetups and conversations. And I wanted to get a bit of more of an in-depth version of your story because the guy, Christopher Freeman, who kind of, who stars, not stars in this book because it's based on a true story, but he's kind of, he had a, a kind of history or a past where he was kind of a little bit in the streets. Um, he'd done some time behind closed doors, came out and has made an absolute success of his life um, from a business sense. And I know, like, in discussion with yourself, you know, with, along with all of us, we've kind of, growing up, there's been times where we've kind of flickered on the, the kind of right and wrong side of society and done stuff, but we're all kind of a, of a mindset and a kind of stage in life where we're trying to do positive things. And this book really, really resonated with me and your story. And I just wanted to kind of get you on to talk about your story and your mindset. So you can start. If you just give us a brief introduction to who Swift George is and what you're about.
0: Wow. What, ha- what I'm about right now?
1: What you're about right now, but kind of where you've come from—just a little bit of an introduction. Who you are?
0: I—I right. I, would say I'm, I'm an entrepreneur. I'm an entrepreneur. Um, I think I've always been inspired by my grandfather. I'm from Ghana, we're Ghanaian. My grandfather was a chief in the province that we're from. He had 44 children, seven wives, mm-hmm. 301 grandchildren, and he was an entrepreneur in yeah. the 1950s in, in Africa. And he had hectares of cocoa farms, land, um, properties, etc. So I've always known, once I actually went to to see him in person, I actually knew the DNA pool came from him. It was obvious. So my strength and everything I've kind of got within me, I know where it's come from. So it's always given me that belief to kind of know that there's nothing I can't
2: achieve. So I'm laughing because I'm Ghanaian myself, so that's fine.
0: Ah,
2: so so when it, you right? start saying that, I like thought no, that it's not hilarious. It, it's um, I don't, It was nice to hear. So I don't know why. It just it made me feel good, but at the same time, it was funny because well, I'm sure Mason and French picked up on it as well. All right, all
1: right, so good. Yes. In terms of like um, you're saying you kind of visited your grandfather. Was that at what point in your life? Have you always known? Did you, did you kind of visit Ghana already as a child? Or did, was it one particular point in your life you went back visited? He, he kind of told the story. Of kind of, and his kind of hustleism and what he went through and how he supported the family, and that, that drove, drove you with ambitions or kind of. a very really good
0: question. So, you see, when I was in primary school, basically you, we have our last day of primary school, but the reason it resonates and it's in my mind is because I remember the last day of primary school, I missed it because I had to go to Ghana for the, first, for the first time that I could remember. So, I was 11 years old, but I remember basically arriving in the village and basically the whole village coming out from my mum, myself and my sister. And obviously my grandfather was chief then. So it was just, it was a lot. And he had all the gold and all the cloth and the, the stool. And then we went to visit the houses, went to visit the wife. So something that as an 11 year old being born in London, I'm seeing red dust and yeah. chickens and do you know what I mean? I'm never going to forget it. And when they told me the story about him, with what I saw physically, I've never been able to forget it. So, kind of, everything I've gone through, I always go back to my grandfather and his strength. Okay.
1: And so, you, you've obviously flown or visited Ghana for the first time last day of primary school, you've come back, you've got this kind of almost newfound symbolism, you know kind of where you've come from, you know where you're going to get to, and you know that you almost, you're a powerful person, you have this empowerment which which dates back to history via your, your bloodline, yeah? So. Without jumping too far ahead of the story, at that point you obviously knew you in your head you're destined for great things. Am I am I am I mistaken in saying that that you're going to be great at some point based yeah. on what? Yeah, you- I, I would say that for probably from
0: eight years old I was starting up businesses like mini car washes and going to car boot sales and trying to sell my my games and computers at home. But when I went to Ghana at 11, it merged everything together to know that what I'm doing is actually business. Do you know what I mean? I never knew it was entrepreneurship, but I knew it was business. I knew I was born to make money.
1: Okay, cool. And then moving on because I know that kind of, you do have a kind of past and I don't know how much that you really want to touch on, but where like, you know, maybe that hustle is in that ambition, that drive kind of filled on on kind of the wrong side of what is UK law or, or kind of the law. So do you want to, I don't know if you want to touch on that a, a bit.
0: Yeah, I, I don't mind, but I think it's it's, it's crazy because it's, a, it's, like, it's like a build up when I think about it. So I, I remember going to secondary school and I remember I went to a school called, I went to school in Fulham anyway. Yeah. And then um, there's another school called St. Marks and St. Marks was like a very bad school at the time. And that school got closed down. But everybody that was from St. Marks was from probably Shepherd's Bush, a little bit of Labrador Grove. You had a bit of Harrow Road, Mozart in there. You might have had a bit of Junction in there. So when okay. they came to our school, it was just total mayhem. But I kind of knew everyone anyway. But I think at that age, it was like 14, 15. And if you kind of remember the history of West London, it was always Rolex robberies. It was always Rolex robberies. So it's kind of that kind of circle. It wasn't actually me, to be honest with you, but that kind of circle we were the first to kind of be doing. Because I remember 96, when we were 16, and they put up the cameras on, on Oxford Street. That was because of my associates. There were no cameras before the Shepherds Bush the, lab would go the acting lot was ripping kettles every day. There was no cameras there. Yeah. So <laughs> the point I'm trying to make is it, it at age 14, I think it's merging when I was starting to get into crime.
2: Okay. Got and you. I think
0: it once again is a product of my environment. You know, you know what they put us in these, it's like when when a Ghanaian's come into London we're gonna head for certain areas. It's not normally West London, it might be South. There's more Ghanaians there um Westland is more Jamaicans, Grenadians, etc. So kind of where you where you head to, you're already kind of entrapped once you get there. The mindset's already entrapped. Whatever's going down is going down and you become a product of your of your environment, which I didn't understand at the time. In, anyway, age 40 they joined our school and um I think it was Pox. It was Pox then. Everybody was smoking pox. I must have been shot in a bit of green then. I remember going to um, Labbrook Grove, the front line was busy then. And one of my mates took me to the front line and I bought my first half of, of ash. I, I'll never forget that, my mate, Gavin Brown. I'll big him up for that. He took me to the front line and we met the guy. And I remember going home back on the bus, it was bus 295. And basically, he, I didn't know anything about this thing. I've never smoked in my life, ever to this day, which is when the judge buried me, one of the reasons he buried me, but anyway. So we get home and it's like 4.30. I remember when I get home, I've got to do my chores. Hoovering, typical Ghanaian thing. Hoovering clean toilets, etc., etc. I've got to do all that, but I've got to cut this ash before my mum gets in. And you know when you're cutting ash, it makes that smell, but I never knew that. So obviously we're doing the 10 pound drawers and we have got a knife and it's, it's all smelling whatever. Wrapped it up into maybe a hundred pounds worth of drawers. Went back to school, flipped it the, the next day in the day. And just kept on going back to the front line by myself on the bus and just flipping. So I think that's kind of how I started to actually see raw. I ain't got to wait for mummy's pocket money no more. I ain't got to wait for a tenner a week. I could actually go and buy, it was silly things, going to buy a tracksuit and trainers back then. It was silly, do you know what yeah. I mean? You want brand spanking new tracksuits and whatever. So I think, yeah, that was my little taster. But then I had everybody around me, age 15, ripping kettles, do you know what I mean? And like ripping kettles, maybe two, three a day. And are talking, we're, we're 15, 16, and people's ripping like three to 10 grand kettles a day. Do you know what I mean? And it's like, I'm the good one, kind of, because I'm not into that. I'm just about intelligence. I'm thinking that you know, makes sense to me. Yeah. I ain't ripping a kettle and running out of breath. I'm not doing that. But one of them, one of my best friends, actually, at the time, he said to me, listen, you you." Doing, doing your little green thing, but listen, just come out there with us. As you not know, they say we're out there, right? You remember that yeah. terminology? Come out yeah, there with us. If, 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 you, if we don't lick nothing, how much are you gonna make today? I said 50 quid. He said, I'll give you 50 quid. So I just kind of, I stepped on it. And something did happen. I did do something. And there was a guy, clapped him. My, my, my job was basically to wrap him up. My mate took his kettle. And the run that we had to do, I nearly threw up after the run. We got away, et cetera. But after that run, I said to myself, is this what you lot got to do to make money? And I said, I'm never going to steal again. You know what I'm saying? So that's, I would say that's my warming up still. Okay. Warming up to crime. And then it's the bad boy era. So 95, 96, it is. Everybody's on this bad boy thing. Everybody wants to be a bad boy. Do you know what I mean? It's rude boys, bad boys. Everybody's, it's got, Knives, just like now and i think there was an incident basically where my best friend at the time it's so silly when you think about it but there was an issue with his girlfriend at school basically and we went three of us went to the school we went to move to the guy we never knew one of us had a knife and started stabbing do you know what i mean And before we knew it was just bloodshed so it's like we're on a wound into intent case at age 14 15 man and obviously, because we never knew he had a knife, when he's got to court and everything, he just said, Listen, he just took the rap, basically. And he said, There's nothing to do with you two. I'll own up. And he got three years. But he was 15, 16, and he got three years. Do you know what I mean? So that's warming up. I'll, I'll wait for the next question. But that's warming up. Okay. Now I'm Now
3: going to ask. I'll- 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 a bit more specific, specifically like, in terms of, I know you kind of skimmed over it,
0: but where, what area are you from? Like, where did you grow up? Shepherds Bush. Shepherds Bush, Labrack Grove. Shepherds Bush, but I was a lot in Labrack Grove, so I had a lot of influence from Labrack Grove. Because mm. I had a lot of associates there. So the olders influenced me from Labor Grove, but I lived in Shepherds Bush. So there was like a clique of us, like 25 of us. And the olders was from Labrack Grove, and they were more armed robbers. And, and the bush mm. lot was more licking kettles and diamond rings and drug dealers that was kind of how it went. Yeah, yeah. No,
3: I remember, I remember I was, I was under that age group, like seeing all the them not doing it, coming back to their ends. <laughs> got the kettle, got the kettle. Yeah. When you doing it? Let's see, these are our olders, let's see you are doing these things. So It's, it's crazy. Ah like, oh, shit, this is what people will be doing. So like, exactly. we're, we're trying to imitate the olders, trying to go, go for eats and trying to look for, looking for an eat somewhere, going out to Oxford Street and like literally, Exactly. We're hearing the same. We're hearing what you lot are doing, and we're, we're literally doing the
0: same thing, So, so it's see, funny actually you hearing like hearing it from you from an older perspective. Yeah. 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 So that that that's that man. It's just what it is, isn't it? Mm-hmm. But so um is there another question or do you want me to continue what I'm
1: saying? If you if you're you're kind of rolling nicely chronologically, you can continue. You are
2: tell a very good story.
0: <laughs> All right. Cool. So, so now obviously done the ash thing and um, then the kettles are going and then there's a mad stabbing and then my best friend goes to um, this is very yeah he goes to jail he gets three years for the stabbing but um, so I'm on road now probably 16, 17 now go to college um, didn't do too well in GCSEs was too much fighting in school doing foolishness but went to college to study business. So I was still trying to study business, always doing business plans and stuff. And I had somebody around me who was like an older, was probably about 10 years older than me. Somebody that I kind of looked up to, I would say, in Shepherd's Bush. I'm in my office and it, there's a time. So it's going to go off every 15 minutes. No One minute. Sorry, guys. No, yeah?
1: no
0: worries. I've literally got to move for the lights to go back on. All right, no worries. So, anyway, yeah, obviously the same old story. He's got all the jewelry. He's got, he's got the nice cars. He's got on them. Um, and I'm just thinking to myself, but well, how's he doing it? And we're kind of close, isn't it? He's got me as like a little younger. So I'm in his house, big TV on the screen, Ava jackets, so much clothes and trainers, stuff that is not important now, but when you're 16, 17, it's important. I was still making little money from green and stuff, but I wasn't doing nothing into it. So I'm seeing this guy's phone here yeah, blowing up. And this is like 97 blowing up yeah I'm talking obviously it's a hotline but it's I've never heard anything like it and I'm seeing him come back with pinkies like pinkies 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 so it's not registering to me because I'm thinking it's not small notes what are you doing to what kind of money you, are you getting in one shout to be able to bring back pinkies so anyway one thing led to another and um, when his phone's ringing me ringing now he's, he's saying oh gee can you can you go and meet that person so before, you know, I'm doing shots for him, but he's kind of witting me a bit. I love him, but he's witting me a bit because he's giving me Chinese. He's saying, oh, let's have a Chinese. That's my pay, do you know what I'm saying? But I'm already making little green money anyway, so and my mind's too is too sharp for that. So obviously, I want to know more. What's behind these silver, these things in, in silver wrapping and whatever, do you know what I mean? So before I know it, you're showing me how to chop up work, basically, do you know what I mean? So
1: oh,
0: that's that part of the story. Cool. So that's that part of the story.
2: Yes, yes. So I had a question, but this actually goes back to what you said about your your granddad. Just kind of changing the subject ever so slightly. What did he tell you about um, strength that um, resonated with you so much and that you remember to this day?
0: Wow, that's crazy, you know. Okay, nobody actually said anything to me. It's just knowing that my grandfather is a chief and my grandfather has seven wives. Like normal people don't have seven wives. I don't need chiefs every day. I saw the strength in him. When I saw him, I saw saw strength. You can see a strength in a man. So I'm thinking, who is this man to be able to have seven wives, 44 children and for them to be holding an umbrella everywhere he goes? I've never seen that, unless it was Michael Jackson with an umbrella. You don't see those things in England. So common sense told me this guy's special. Do you know what I'm saying? Even for my kids, common sense told me it was, spe- it was special. But as I, as I got older and I went through my own trials and tribulations later on, I realized that the, the reason I was able to get through it and, it and I started to understand that it's your genetics, man. And it's what's handed down to you. Do you know what I'm saying? So I always say to like girls, yeah, I said it when I was a kid to girls, be careful who you lie down with. Cause you're, you might see your kid acting strange or whatever, but it's, what, who did you lie down with? Who did you have your child with? And I think that's very important. I think that's very important. But I hope
1: that answers your question. Yeah, did To get back to the story he's telling. So you've now like you've now you've got your older there. One of your your best your kind of your, your codies he's inside for a few years. Your yeah. older now kind of got you on the, on the, on the like on his line basically in terms of running yeah. running. yeah. What happens after that? Do you go deeper or where's the transition? Is it that you get yourself in a deeper trouble before? Before you've, you've kind of flip into the manual date, how does it work? Do you know what happened?
0: Yeah. So what happened is, so I'm learning now. So I'm learning, I'm learning, I'm learning hiding places. I'm learning how to chop work. I'm learning how to measure work. I'm, I'm seeing him meeting cats. So I'm learning how to treat them, militant. I'm thinking, how come these you can talk to me normal, but you're talking to them like that? So I was watching, observing, everything. Then my best friend's come home from jail. He's come home from jail and he's like, well, we've got to do our thing. And at the time I've got like a chaps, you know what chaps is worrying back in the day. Yeah, yeah. And he's, he's good, he, he'd be ripping kettles, so he's got 30, 50 grand anyway, but we've got to set up together. So he said, listen, let's just buy some, some food together. It was only like an ounce or something like that of work, but I had to sell my chaps for it. So I sold my chaps. And he's saying to me, like, Swift, what's happening? How come you're always, you're not around? And I said, oh, I'm helping my man. He said, No, nah, we're doing this thing. It's not about helping my man. So anyway, we bought our food, got on some mountain bikes. This is 98. Mm. We just wrote our number down. No. And we just started saying to people, look, driving through Bush, Uxbridge Road by Ochi. I don't even think Ochi was there then. Okay. Do you know where we can get food? Saying it to cats, and cats, they're so stupid. They say, yeah, yeah, I know, blah, blah, blah. Before you knew it, we had like 100 punters. I would say we had 100 punters within two weeks. Wow. We had 100 punters in two weeks. And we just had a system. We had a system, basically. We had a mad system, basically, where I would work a week and then pay him, and then he'd work a week and pay, pay me. While I'm working, he's sleeping, resting, to power up while he's working, I'm sleeping. So we're hiding from feds, undercovers are on us, we're hiding under cars, we're busting shots at 2, and 8, 2 a.m. in the morning, sleeping in bangers, do you know what I'm saying? This is 98. I'm, I'm, um, and these things are just growing. So people around people are coming more around me. I've got more of the Grove armed robbers coming around me, because obviously kind of money's being made. Then I've got this South London like killers coming around me, like literally, do you know what I'm saying? So it's just all kind of coming to a head and, uh, and then links are coming. We're getting more links now. So we're getting a link from Yard then we're getting a link from Africa and it's just big food. So I remember it was a summer. We must have sent the links a million pounds and we're like probably, probably 80 and 19. Mm. And a couple of us had a race. We said like the first one to make 100 bags then we've done the first one to make 200 bags. And this just like got silly. Do you know what I mean? But the point I'm trying to make is I got extreme in everything and I'm just that kind of guy. Anything I'm doing, I just go extreme and I, I went extreme. Are you, you know what I mean?
1: Studying, by the way, at this point, because it's 98, 99. Are you still studying? Yeah. You've dropped out now. Are you still studying? No. Or, like, I, I, yeah, I'm still studying, but I'm just going for girls, really. Okay. Do you know
0: what I'm saying? I'm just going for the hype. I'm missing lessons now, as you, as you said. Do you know what I mean? Um, and yeah, there's just a lot of, it's just, everything's just moving to a head. There's a lot of beef in between, as you can imagine. Um, a lot of stabbings in between, but it's just becoming normal now. Do you know what I'm saying? And we've got straps, like fifteen straps. I'm collecting straps now. I'm not even twenty yet. Do you know what I'm saying? Probably bought my first. Um, I bought my first Porsche in cash for forty bags at twenty, and I bought my first house at nineteen. So now it's just going nuts now. Do you know what I mean? It's going nuts. But everybody's coming around me for the
1: wrong reasons. Even at even at that time period, because at nineteen twenty, I was wasn't even thinking about properties. Even at that time period, you're thinking investment rather than, yeah, yeah. you might want and like the lavish thing, you're still thinking investment.
0: Yeah. yeah. I, I don't know why or how. That's the honest answer. I don't know how I thought about property. I, I don't know how. Did That's you, the honest answer.
3: Did you ever have like a mentor? I know you said that you had someone that you was working for temporarily, but did you have
0: no, that, Nobody like, a property. Okay. Everybody was just buying cars, right? And, and girls and shams mm. and clothes. Nobody was buying property, to be honest with you. So I don't know. I don't know if it's where I saw my granddad own far properties in, about homes. I don't know if it was in my subconscious. I don't know. Do you have, do you have siblings, with? Yeah, I've got, I've got brothers and sisters. But they're all stepbrothers and, and sisters through, through, my, yeah, through marriage.
1: No, okay. I was just going to ask if they kind of were aware of what was going on in your life at this point as well or if you kept that separate from, from home life, that makes sense. Do
0: you know what? I think at that age, I don't know about you guys, but I was very, very arrogant, man. Okay. Family annoyed me, especially culture. It annoyed me. I just thought our people were too slow. Everything was too slow. The greeting, the whole, it was just, it used to wind me up. I just wanted to make dough, do you know what I'm saying? So I switched <laughs> off totally, do you know what I mean? Apart from my mom, I switched off totally. Uh-huh. They didn't know what I was doing. They just knew that I was on a mission. Do you know what I mean? And I had no time for anything. Cool. Nothing family-orientated at all. I never knew about family until I finished my birth, to be honest with okay, you. Do you know sure. what I mean? My, my missus taught me about family. Family, I used to hate kids. I hated kids. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But I've got three now.
3: So you just, you just so touched when you was, front front front. No, I was going to say, when you was out and about on the road, was you was you also doing lifestyle in terms of... Going out at night as well, popping champs and doing tables and all that. Yeah, we was doing that.
0: That's kind of standard though, right?
3: Yeah, no, of course, of course. But I yeah, don't know we because, because you come from that, like, because you even mentioned having a property. Like you obviously think different to a lot of your peers at the time. So it yes. might have been a case of oh, I wasn't going out, I was chilling, I was doing XYZ. That's why I asked.
0: It's a good question, bro. Do you know do you know it's a good question? I'll tell you why it's a good question, because it comes down to culture. And one could argue, one could argue now. West Indians are more about having fun, innit? Africans mm. are more about the book, do you understand? Yeah. So, because I'm, I'm in a clique and everybody's West Indian, do you know what I mean? We're having fun, we're balling, it's shamps, it's nuts. Yeah. Everybody's got to bring, like, a couple bags and then we're going out we're not doing it without it. And it's just silly, do you know what I mean? But I just think maybe the book side from somewhere brought the business side to me that my group wasn't bringing. the so only think that makes sense to me?
1: Cool. Mm-hmm. Um, at this point, even though, I mean, you're busy, you're on a mission to get money, you, you're kind of, you're out, you're stunting. What, at this point in your life, were books part of your life at all? Did you read any books Not at all? I hated reading books. Okay. Hated. Hate hated
0: reading books. Hated kids and hated books, hated family. Okay.
1: <laughs> and you touched on, you touched on until, I don't know if to made reference to the fact that you have done a bird,
2: basically. You, yeah. You, on that. We're getting <laughs> to, the,
0: to the bird now. So yeah, it's funny I'm smiling because I was very, very bitter. i tell you guys. I, I, I'll be honest, I was very, very bitter. I was 21. Yeah. Everything came to a head. I had like probably 18 charges. Do you know what I'm saying? It's the first time I got 13 years. So I'm in the old Bailey, getting 13 years. Like, didn't make no sense to me. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And I was like the first one from our era to get a big bird. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I'm saying? And it's like, I went from, and then it just, I just crashed down. I remember getting my bird and just, because remember, I'm in in Wandsworth now. And because obviously our circle's well known. We are living like a king, basically, do you know what I mean? And just to come back to Wandsworth with that sentence, everyone's been 12 12 weeks, um, three months, six months, to have 13 years on your door, I heard people laughing, do you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I heard people laughing like, oh my God, you've got 13. And remember, that's the time when everything's about road and the hype, it was, yeah. it, it was heart wrenching. That's all I can say to you, man. Yeah. Because I had another case. I don't want to go too deep into that, but that's about the people around me. So they're trying to give me life on top of 13. Do you know what I mean? So I think, yeah, that's when I started reading the Bible. I was reading Psalms. That's what I was reading. I was was reading Psalms, and I was meaning it. Do you know what I'm saying? I think that's when thats what you could call read. Started reading. Obviously, I've done deeper reading in terms of business books at a later stage.
3: Yeah.
0: But um, yeah, that's what I would say. I started actually reading for the first time. Yeah.
1: So tell me about. Tell me about. So obviously, you now got that big bird. You now come to the fact you're going to be doing a significant amount of time behind closed doors. Tell me about the transitioning mindset. Tell me about that time period that you had where it's just you and those four walls. Just tell wow.
0: me. It's a deep question. It's funny, cause I'm laughing now, but it's not, it wasn't fun. Do you know what, yeah? When I was at that kid, I was so, we've all been there, so arrogant, yeah? And so cold, yeah? I'm a kid making like 30, 40 a month, man, at 19. I've got property, do you know what I'm saying? So I'm fucking arrogant. I'm, 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 I've got chicks and I remember because when the feds had me under surveillance, they put a camera and they would do like, I see three mail, and they put different chicks and I could see raw. It's like, it was silly, do you know what I mean? But I kind of went down with a lot of people. So we, about 15 of us went down, but I went down with the group of armed robbers and what happened is basically one of them was on a run and like a fool, He asked for my help and I helped him. He was was a brother, so I helped him. And he he basically stayed at my house. Mm -hmm. I let him drive my Porsche. didn't mean nothing to me, silly. And they followed him back to the house. But he was, like, on big moves, like Brinks, Matt, two million pound robbery moves. So they got 300 years together. So It was all gone together, Mm -hmm. basically. Mm
3: -hmm.
0: So it kind of made it a little bit easier, thinking it's not just me. It's not Mm -hmm. just me. But because of the arrogance and because of just the coldness at that age. I said to myself, you know what? I, You think you're this bad boy, you think you're this. Let me test, let, test your strength. So what I used to do in Wonder, I used to go into myself for six weeks at a time and I refused to come out. I refused to have fresh air. I said, let me test your strength. See how it's gonna take for your, your brain to burst. Do you know what I'm saying? And I just used to go in and come out every six weeks. People say, are you going crazy? I said, no, there's nothing out for me in exercise yard. I don't need to walk in circles. I'll come for food, but I'm not coming out. And I just tested my strength. But um, yeah, Wandsworth. Wandsworth was it's was, was jail. Hmm. It's jail. I went to Wandsworth, then I went to um, Swellside.
3: Yeah,
0: I went to Swellside. Swellside. There's like three hundred men through life.
3: Yeah.
0: So it was like I just said to myself, I ain't got time for this, man. My objective was to get out as quickly as I could. Do you know what I'm saying, you? I didn't yeah. want to. I I didn't have time. I saw people getting bent up by screws and all that. That that would have mentally hurt my pride too much. So I said, listen, I can't, I can't, I can't have myself in that position. So I just had my bird in silence, total silence. Do you know what I'm saying? And because I was so quiet, nobody troubled me. Went to yeah. Swellside for two years. Yeah. Everybody's fighting with big, crazy knives, mm-hmm. hot water, um, sugar, mm-hmm. didn't get involved. Then went to Maidstone. Maidstone was just like some old dungeon, man. After Maidstone, zone, then I went to like a decat um, called Swellside, in Kent. And that was like the first time I stepped on road. So I was gone from age 21 to 28.
1: Okay. And whilst inside, was you, was you working on any kind of business plan, any kind of strategy? Did you think I need to put a plan in motion for when I come out? I need to leave yeah. this. Maybe you think out can't even bigger. I don't know. You, you tell us.
0: Good question. I started studying economics in Wandsworth. Okay. Yeah, I paid for the course. It was A-level economics, man didn't really understand what I was really doing at the time. I didn't really understand like, things like inflation and stuff, but I tried. Yeah. And I think the mind, the, the fact, what you're touching on is just trying to tap into something else, right? Trying mm-hmm. to tap into something different, educational-wise. I, I tried, yeah.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: And I used to have to send out the coursework to the tutor. Yeah. Was I'm there any sure. others around you that kind of had a similar mindset? Okay, so w- w- when you say mindset, what element of mindset are we talking about? In terms of... My mindset or... In terms of, okay, so you've gone, you
3: indoors and you're, you're looking to study. So was there anyone else around you was like, I'm gonna study as
0: well? Or no, was it nobody. Of, no, I'm going gym and... No, it's a good question, yeah, a good question. Everybody's going gym and everybody's going to, to prison education is a joke. I didn't understand it, you know what I mean? But people doing it to get out of the cell. But I, I I I just thought they all zombies anyway, do you know what I mean? Unless you put in proper work and you had that status, you know, I just kind of kept myself from everybody because I didn't rate anybody to be honest with you. So the last thing I was gonna do is be led is the point I'm making, do you know what I mean? So so
3: who would you, who would you be bouncing your ideas off if you was bouncing any ideas at all? Good question, man. Business ideas or economics or study or anything both, like that. Both spiritually, physically, like, uh, in terms of business, in terms of just like releasing your thoughts, because you, when you're in your mind too much, you wow. it can kind of get scrambled. So, who do you need to bounce like, like,
0: just air it out? Like, who's your sounding board? I had no one, bro. Seriously? No sounding board, nobody, bro. I had no one, man. No one, no one. Wonder if I was banged up with um, alcoholics, schizophrenics. Mm. Losers, do you know what I'm saying? There's like, and nobody's on study, really in jail. Yeah, really, nobody's on that. There's nobody to really bounce real ideas off. Nobody. I'm writing letters for certain people. They can't even write home. <laughs> <laughs> I, so,
3: like, in regards, to, my God, no, I'm just gonna say, in regards to the book that we're we're gonna be doing for the next season, Chris Freeman, again, similar yeah. lifestyle, Down road, winning doors. Well, basically, his point of his book is essentially he went when he went inside, that was his turning point. Like, he'd done a program that made him kind of have a different perspective on how he's going to live his life. Would you say going inside was your turning point, and was it anything specific in jail that made you think I'm now
0: going to go in this direction? No, that's a good question. Do you know what the turning point was, bro? The turning point was when I got 13 years, I didn't need to go to the prison, I just needed the sentence. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. That sentence, when I turned around and looked at everybody. I even saw the feds' mouth like that. They couldn't even believe it. Nobody could believe it. They gave us the worst judge. But mm. I know that I needed a big bird because I, I was so, so over myself, or whatever you say. I know anything under seven years wouldn't have changed me. But mm. to, to answer your question, the size of the sentence, it changed me, man. Because I said, I've lost all my 20s. Mm. There's nothing you can do to make me go back to the game. That's just stupidity. Do you know what I mean? Unless, it, unless, you're, not, unless you're not intelligent, then you ain't got a chance, because a lot of people do have to go back. Mm.
2: Pretty, well, it? Yeah, I have, I have a couple of things. You, something you just said there, but then I do want to answer my question. There's something I said to, um, I think it was Mason yesterday. Um, obviously there's a lot of like glamour attached to the roads and, and that's cool. And I think, it's, I think it's all right that people celebrate their wins but ensure you celebrate your losses and your sacrifices as well. And like, do you want to kind of, I know you probably, you probably um, like said, obviously some of the sacrifices and things that you went through, but is there anything else that you went through that made you think actually, or no, in fact, anything that you would say to maybe other people that would kind of ward them off that type of lifestyle and would probably maybe focus on something else that their, their characteristics or skill sets uh, would benefit from?
0: All right, cool. Very good, very good questions, guys. The first thing I would say is obviously the game is total bullshit. That's like, it's total bullshit. Do you know what I'm saying? When you think about it, everybody, 20s is about figuring out life and making mistakes. 30s is about more acknowledging, okay, this is what this is about. I'm a father now. 40s is about execution. This is what I've learned in my life and now I'm making shit happen. So this twenties and this game, it's just a basic setup. Do you know what I mean? I got brainwashed by movies. If I'm honest with you, it wasn't just my my eyes. I, I got brainwashed by gangster movies. I watched them every night. And when you think about it, you're it basically brainwashing yourself. Because just like if you read a book, it reprograms you. Do you know what I'm saying? Which, which was another part of the story. Watching and being around the wrong people, you're conditioning yourself. You're you're programming yourself. So what I would say is the game's total bullshit. And never accept the card you're dealt dealt with because, as I said earlier, when our our people come into this country, we're going to come into certain areas where the setup is already the setup. And when you think about it, even once we get into our 30s, it's not an accident that we're not living in the same council or state or flat that we used to live in. Everybody seems to go out further or change locations. That's not an accident. We weren't meant to be there. Do you know what I'm saying? Our, our brains, our brain cells weren't open then, they're closed in them places. As you learn and you grow, you realize you aspire for more. So I'm saying don't accept, I'm saying to kids, don't accept the hand you're dealt because it's not the right hand. Do you know what I'm saying? Think and aspire for more. Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Anything you've been given, anything you've been given, so the counterpart you've been given, the school place you've been given, anything you've been given is usually shit. Do you know what I'm saying? Because if there's any quality, products you've got to fight for it do you know what I'm
2: saying I hope that makes sense no it does um like just actually touching on the book because I'm saying you're saying a lot of things that actually resonate um where I forget the name of the person in the book but he speaks often about how um, when he was in school like probably many of us actually were either selling sweets this down the third and then obviously he went on to sell drugs but actually his skill sets he didn't use them in the correct way and he didn't actually take to school because he kind of you know, you have different, different ways of learning. And obviously some of the things that you're stating is that essentially you had a great business acumen, but unfortunately you'll use them in the wrong way. So I just kind of thought it was very, very good to highlight that. But there's something that you said maybe a couple of times, which I keep thinking about myself, as to, you mentioned your grandfather and strength, and then you mentioned obviously family and that you didn't necessarily enjoy necessarily being around family, but what made that so important? What's made that so important now? It's a very good
0: question. Now. Okay. I think that, okay. So, obviously I had it wrong. I think the world's corrupt anyway. So, you know, because I just think that the system's saying that we shouldn't do certain things, but the system does it itself. That's a whole different argument. Mm. But in terms of family, I just thought at the time that they had it wrong. I thought doing three cleaning jobs, and my mum had to do three jobs all her life. I I just thought it was the wrong model. So I just had no, apart from my mom, obviously, I had, no, I had no time for anybody who I thought was playing the game wrong. Do you know what I mean? Getting up at 5 a.m., getting the bus, everything our parents have had to do, I had no time for it. So that's what switched me off from family because I thought you are doing the wrong thing. Obviously now with maturity, I realise that it's not just about money and success. It's sometimes, well, it's about being a good human being to begin with. Do you know what I mean? Don't mean because this person's not got money, then they might have wisdom in other ways. They might be a good father. You know what I'm saying? So see the good in everybody, not because they're not on my agenda. Do you understand? So yep. that's what's made me slow down and say, you know what? Nah, this is important. Family is important. And obviously having my kids because I was in open conditions. So I was actually mad because I was in open conditions. I was actually working in sports world. And every night we got to clean a cleaner shop. And I had to go back to the cell because I'm in open prison now. And everybody's saying like, "Right, how come these guys going back and not cleaning the shop? They never knew that I was in jail. But um, the point I'm making is um, I had my kids. I had my daughters when I was in open conditions. And then I had to get a license to go to the hospital to cut the cord and then go back to my cell. But obviously seeing those things and it just opened my eyes in a different level, man. Having to have your kids in it, under those circumstances, man. And because I was going through so much at the time, finishing my sentence and they wouldn't let me out, they wouldn't let me out. So they wouldn't give me no parole. They said, no, nah, you've been inside all this time and you have been the perfect prisoner. We've never heard of that. How come you ain't got no fire? You ain't done this. They refused to let me out. They said, you're playing a the game. They said, this is what these kind of psychopaths do. <laughs> they said, these, these, these Hannibal Lecter guys. <laughs> they, they perfectly behaved. They said, nah, I don't know how to it. They said, we're not going home. So obviously, that hurt me. Do you know what I mean? I'm like, right. I behaved myself so I could go home. Now you're telling me I can't go home because I've been behaved. It, it's messed with me. So obviously, when I've had my my, my, my daughter now, obviously, that 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 energy and that, that love just gave me strength, man. And it made me appreciate family.
2: And your, your mum you mentioned your mum so like yeah we've all had like I'm, I don't want to talk on behalf of everybody but we've all had people close to us either go inside etc cetera, etc cetera. and I'm speaking maybe from experience and you've mentioned your mum did you ever I'm sure you did but I mean if you could speak on it did you did you ever see the the difference um let's say in your mum and like how did that make you feel in being the person who was actually doing the bird
0: you know what these are good questions, man. This might be the universe talking to us or the spirit. Because my mum, I, I actually got my mum arrested when I got arrested. It was terrible. I was so shame. I had so much shame. I couldn't see my mum for six months. I was so shame. I couldn't accept a phone call, I couldn't, I couldn't see her. I was ashamed that I had my mum put in a police car after all what she's done. Because obviously they just targeted all of my addresses. So it was, um, yeah, it was a hard time, man. You, know, you could put your mum through that, do you know what I mean? As somebody who's totally honest and broke her back, do you know what I mean? It was crazy, man. It, it was crazy. I had shame, I
2: couldn't face her. And what's like my question is like you speak, okay, so you've had you've got this business acumen and you've gone on to do very, very well for yourself. And again, obviously for experience and known people, you like you, when you're in jail, like you plan and prepare, this is what I want to do, et cetera, et cetera how difficult was that transition or in seeing actually the difference between what you're thinking and the actual practicality of the, t- the, the task ahead, because you actually in a place, so you're in a place now, which you've done extremely well for yourself, but I want to know the differences. Cause sometimes I've had this conversation with several different people where I'm saying, "Yo, this dude is not listening to me. I'm telling him what he's thinking is completely different to what is the reality of the situation? Then I might be talking to someone who's been in your shoes and was saying, unfortunately, that person's not gonna to listen to what you say and they're gonna to have to come out and they're gonna to have to see this for themselves. So for an individual like yourself, who's been inside and has come out and, has, and actually, sorry, and has been very successful, what is that transition like?
0: Wow. See, is a very another interesting part because my one was, was weird, man. I had no real plan. I had no real plan when I kind of came home. but Because I was working, it's mad, it's mad. God is powerful because as they refused me parole, it mean that I had to stay in jail for another 18 months or something. I met some guy here and this guy had some link for like properties and how to basically structure new build property deals, so I'm like, I was about to come out like two months. And how am I hearing this two months? Two months before my sentence. So, anyway, I kind of took what he he spoke to me about. And I set up the company from the prison. But as soon as I got out, we started driving around the new real developments, like Barrett Homes and Bellway Homes, and basically saying to them, listen, man, you don't need to move units. To me, it's just like the game. I can move your units. It's just like the game. I can move your weight. And I went up there. We drove and drove and drove, found one, said to them, listen, we'll move four units. He said, listen, if you can move four units by Christmas, we got to the sales director. He said, we're in. So we moved the four units by, by Christmas. We moved into first-time buyers. and packaged the deals, moved into first-time buyers. And we was getting paid, like, maybe 10 grand a deal. And, like, um, just before, you know, we told, like, Five six million pounds worth of property in 18 months. This is before the last crash. So like, it was just crazy. I was just make it, it was crazy basically because it wasn't a plan, but it gave me, the point I'm making, it gave me belief that I could go legit. Do you know what I'm saying? It gave me belief because I was seeing road money. <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying? I'm seeing more money than people seeing on road, legitimately. The checks were like 32 bags for, for a check. So it just gave me belief. Obviously, the market crashed after that. So it went from up here to bang, being, being a lot of debt. I was in like 300 grand worth of debt, three kids, out had to work, do you know what I'm saying to me? Working in warehouses, driving vans, it was painful, man. But I had the belief to say, you know what? I can do this. What skills
3: did you, would you say that you took from the road that you brought to the, the
0: legal side of life? good question, man. You're the silent assassin, man. <laughs> you, know, you know what, bro? It's not, I don't think it's the obvious ones, like people say, is like the transactional. I just think that um, you, you need a level of intelligence, right? If you're going to make any real money on road, you have to have a bit of strength because, um, you know, you're always a target on road. There's always, there's always some sort of war. So I just think, and, and maybe belief, I think maybe when you grow up, when we grow grow up, because there's so much people against you, if you don't believe in yourself, you'll just be a target, right? If you don't love yourself, and if you don't shine like a star, you're a nobody. When we come from, so for me, I just think it's maybe that belief. That's what the road gave me. That's what my. That's what the streets gave me. That belief and no self doubt. Do you know what I mean? So if they can achieve it, I can achieve it. I would say that's the biggest thing. And you just made an analogy
3: a second ago in regards to, like, going to the, to the suppliers and saying, look, I can move your your bricks almost. <laughs> that's what I took up. Uh, that's what it was. Like,
0: that's what it was. You know, but that's, that's
3: exactly how, like, in regards to, like, me and my business partner, we've got a, a business and we just equate it to the lines almost. Like, okay, this is the pebble line. This is the brick line. And we're going to have it. A residential, commercial, and this is just how we, this, this is just a natural thing to just equate it to one to the other. Do you know what I mean? It's very... Do
0: you know, do you know what's yeah. so interesting about what yeah. you said? Yeah. Yeah. Do you know what's so interesting well, about what you said, yeah? Because mm. when you're building a company and you've got your structure and you might have your CEO, you might have managers, then you might have a sales team, you might have your PA above the sales team. Because, like, I'm so straight here, yeah? Can you believe mm. that it took me longer to structure? It took me longer to structure business because I wasn't thinking road yeah. enough. I swear down, if I was thinking like my workers yeah. from the off, like, these are my workers. <laughs> they and I all got phones and I'm giving them rub. I would have mm. built my sales team faster. I was thinking sales team and my brain, my brain would loop it. Do you know what I'm saying? Say? Yeah. Yeah.
3: I would have done it yeah. so much
0: quicker if I just kept it road, but I was so anti-road It took me longer, Mm -hmm. but strong foundations take longer to break, right? The foundations that I've I've dug in the last 13 years, they're too deep.